I'm told you're a little bit of a Dylan fan. Yeah, yeah, you can test me if you like. <laughs> uh, you, you, of course, you are also the narrator for the uh, yes. play Girl from the North Country. Can you, uh, written yeah. by Irish playwright Connor McPherson. Can you tell That's us right. a little bit about your role in it and the plot and uh, how he managed to fit this drama around Bob Dylan's songs? My my role is uh, is is Doctor Walker, so I'm a, I'm a character in the play who who steps out of the play to also do the narration. Um, so the the it's a play about a family in Duluth, Minnesota, in 1934, who um, who like a lot of people at that time during the Depression have fallen on hard times and um, have opened their house uh, as a boarding house. So that gives an excuse for the dramatist to bring all sorts of other odd characters in and out in their various uh, states of um, of running away from trouble or of um, you know generally drifting. And and so the doctor is a local and is an old friend of the families and, and like like GPs do know, knows their secrets. And has a very particular concern for uh, for the family surviving their current traumas, with the implication that if they don't survive, then uh, he might not survive either. And I guess that gives him the stake from which to tell the story in the present about the past, about 1934. The songs are used in a really unusual way, uh, in as much as uh, it's by no means is it a jukebox musical, nor is it a musical where the the play bends toward the lyrics the songs are kind of like emotional expressions of what's going on underneath the surface for these people for whom expressing themselves you know they're working class tough characters they don't express themselves uh in any kind of beautiful or particularly articulate way but when they sing it's like you've seen you've flipped to another side and you're seeing the kind of secret version of them of, of the characters so how does the music work, given the fact that none of these songs were written in the, in the 30s, obviously, because they're, they're all Bob Dylan songs, so they're written from 1960 onwards. So how does the music work? So it's not, it's not a musical per se, it's rather a drama with musical interludes, is that...? It's, it's, a, it's a play with songs, really. Yes, it's very much... I think people are best uh, are best positioned to come to it uh, to come and see a fantastic big American drama in the kind of style of the mid-century great American plays and indeed the great Irish plays. So it's 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 an Irish American drama that happens to then flower into this extraordinary music. So the songs don't illustrate anything about the plot. How do they work in the context of the play they, then? They illustrate as an articulate. What they do is articulate the emotional reality of characters. They, so the songs manage to say the things the characters can't say to each other, and they're almost like the inner the inner workings of the uh, of of the characters. For example, um, when Lisa McCune sings uh, "Like a Rolling Stone," it pretty much brings a house down. Big- but it is completely, in a way, out of character for this character who is um, who is suffering from kind of uh, fairly advanced uh, dementia to suddenly find this incredibly articulate voice to sing these, you know, as you know, abstract um, but powerful lyrics. It's a it's this kind of reversal whereby this character who you would never expect to be able to do this in their kind of secret life or in their heart are able to articulate in this way. So it's it's odd. It's a really it's an odd piece, but it's kind of beautiful and magical too in that way. 
And, and the, the songs are exquisite. I mean, the interesting thing about it is you don't have to be at all, in, by any means, you don't have to be a Dylan fan. It's not about being a Dylan fan. You can be a Dylan agnostic or you can be an anti-Bob uh, person. Everybody adores the music in this show because the arrangements are so beautiful. And, and the lyrics are extraordinary, particularly as they've had the license to just pick verses out of songs. So a lot of, a lot of material, particularly from the, 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 from this period where most of the songs come, which are late seventies and early eighties, where there's a lot of dodgy songs among the good songs in that period. And there are dodgy verses among the great verses. <laughs> and they've been able to just cherry pick amazing verses out of some of these songs from that period that, uh, that made even Dylan amazed. Apparently he said about, there's a great song called um, True Love Tends to Forget from 1978 that uh, apparently Bob went backstage and said, wow, that's a really great song. <laughs> they had to remind him, yeah, you wrote it. <laughs> I'm getting weary Looking in my baby's eyes When he's near me It's so hard to recognize And I finally realize That there's no room for My guest is Terence Crawford, narrator of the play Girl from the North Country. Bob is well known for rearranging his own songs. In fact, I just read that he's done an album with T-Bone Burnett where he revisits some of his early material, which is going to be interesting to hear. Are the songs faithful to the original versions or do they rework them? Well, well, that's a really interesting point. I mean... They are faithful in as much as it's all, it's pretty much all his melodies, it's all his chord structures, and obviously it's all his lyrics. So, so everything you hear is, it's all there in the Dylan originals, albeit sometimes there's a couple of songs where the melody of the song in the show is kind of, you might say, in, implied by the chord structures and the way that Bob speaks, sings them. Um, but no, they're faithful in that way. But as you say, they are, and they are no less radical than what Dylan goes out on stage and does every night to his songs. But there are some pretty radical interpretations, yeah. Uh, particularly, I guess the most radical one is a song called um, Tight Connection to My Heart, which is, is a pretty dodgy song, or is thought to be when it was first released at a, at a really dark period of Dylan's career in the mid-'80s. 
a fairly dismissible kind of period of his career by a lot of aficionados. But in the show, it's an absolute showstopper because uh, Simon Hale's arrangement of it turns it into the most beautiful, yearning um, ballad. Idiot Wind, which is a pretty well-known song and is and is a masterpiece, is is again played in a in a very kind of slow and soulful way. So there are there are radical turns taken with with uh, with adaptation of the songs. But as I say, and as you as you acknowledge, no um, no greater than what Bob goes out and does every night with his songs. I can't imagine how Hurricane works in the context of this play. I guess I'll have to come along and see how it how it fits in. Yeah, it's a it's an odd one because. For the most part, um, uh, what Connor McPherson and Simon Hale, um, the musical arranger, have done is, is they've avoided a lot of the very famous Dylan songs, I think because of their association with the time and place, because of their association with the 60s. So it's very hard to do Times Era Changing or, 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 um, or Mr. Tambourine Man or Blowing in the Wind and not have the audience think of the 1960s when, when we're supposed to be in the 1930s. And so he doesn't have those songs. But Hurricane's an exception because it is so topical. Uh, it's so of its time and place. And so it's, it's an odd fit, but, but it tells a kind of parallel story because there is a boxer in the play and the boxer sings the song. And so he is, he is another, another um, African-American man who's been, um, who's been uh, abused by the, by the system and by racism. And he sings this song from a future time, I guess you would say. Patty Valentine from the upper hall She sees the bartender in a pool of blood Cries out, my God, they've killed them all songs or are you just the narrator? This is a terrible irony. Since I was 14 years old, I pick up a guitar and sing a Dylan song just about every day of my life. I don't have any songs in this bloody show, but, but I do get to ooh and ah an awful lot. There's a, there's a lot of choral singing, and that's one of the pleasures of it. We get to, we get to sing together all night on stage and indeed in the wings where, where, where we form a choir and we sing, uh, we sing all night, yeah. How many of your favourite Dylan songs are in the play? Well, I have a bit of a penchant for this little period that he's taken things from. I do quite a lot of songs from from Infidels, for example, like Sweetheart Like You and uh, and Joker Man. I, I love the I love the songs in that album. So there's quite a few. Um, I would say, of the songs that I consider masterpieces, I would say Idiot Wind is the one that uh, that that gets a Guernsey in the show. 
So tell us about your connection with Bob Dylan. You mentioned that you sort of have been playing his songs since you were 14. Yeah, sure. I'm the youngest of five uh, brothers. And my elder brothers, uh, all through the 60s, when I was a little boy, were, were into all the music of that time. And so from the time I was, you know, I remember being five or six years old and Revolver being brought home. And I remember being 10 years old and listening to Pearl and listening to, uh, listening to the early Van Morrison for the first time and listening to Neil Young and all those guys. But oddly enough, and, and uh, one of my brothers was really heavily into uh, Motown. So as a kid, I, I knew a lot of pop, the great pop music of the 60s and early 70s. But as it happens, none of my brothers were into Dylan. And I'd never heard, I, I knew it was a name, but I'd never heard it. And so when I was 14, a mate put on the Desire album, which had just come out, 1970, early 76. And I was just, I couldn't believe it. It took about eight bars. And I thought, where the hell has this been? Uh, I never listened to the Eagles again from that moment to this. <laughs> Um, you know, it just blew, it literally blew my mind. You know, eight bars and and that first that first verse that is like a movie script. You know, um, pistol shots ring out in a barroom night. Enter enter Patty Valentine from the upper wall. She sees a bartender in a pool of blood. Cries out, "My God, they've killed them all!" And I just thought, "Wow, you can't write a song that good." <laughs> so so then I had then I had you know fifteen years of music to go back and study. And I've had another 35 years of uh, music to study since. 45 years of music to study since. It was gravity which pulled us down And destiny which broke us apart You tamed the lion in my cage But it just wasn't enough to change my heart Now As a matter of fact, the wheels have stopped. What's good is bad, what's bad is good. You'll find out when you reach the top. You're on the bottom. Idiot wind blowing every time. And our guest is Terence Crawford, narrator of the play Girl from the North Country.
You mentioned that Bob Dylan has seen the play. In fact, he said that the play had him crying at the end. Does it amaze you that he is still out on tour? In fact, he's just about to undertake a, a tour in, in America at the age of 81. I know it's incredible, isn't it? I, I just think that he doesn't know anything else or, or that's, that's, he's a, he's a bit like Queen Elizabeth, you know, this is what I do and, and I'm committed to doing it till I drop. You know, he toured with B.B. King, um, you know, about 10 or 15 years ago, toured Australia with B.B. King when B.B. King was pretty old. And I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a great doco on B.B. King, which includes his last moments on stage, which is we're sitting on stage with the guitar on his lap and he suddenly looks at guitar as if he doesn't know what it is. And he has to be, someone has to come on stage and take him off. It, it, it's sad, but it's, it's dying in the saddle. And I think that's the way Dylan wants to go. Uh, I mean, you think about how busy he's been during COVID. I mean, as an 80-year-old uh, legend, having just won the Nobel Prize, you would think COVID might come along and you think, oh, here's a chance for me to hang up my boots. But but he, he uh, he's written he's written and published this book. Um, he, he wrote an extraordinary and recorded an extraordinary album, which led to his first ever number one single in the US. Which, which happened to be a 17-minute long track. So he's still breaking rules and he's still breaking ground. He did that amazing um, um, video program of uh, uh, Shadow Kingdom uh, that was released on one of the platforms. And now he's done his work with T-Bone Burnett and he's got, got himself back on stage as soon as he possibly could. <laughs> it, it, it seems like it's, that's, that's, that's what he knows, that's what he does. And like Queen Elizabeth, he's determined to do it for as long as he possibly can. And in fact, you could probably put aside these songs and choose a whole new batch of songs from the last 20 years from Bob's albums and have an equally great show. I've made that point. You could you could recast the songs uh, six times over, you know, uh, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There are so many songs and so many, and the lyrics just astound you. In the context of the show, even, even for someone like me who, who knows them and loves them, in the context of the show, there's just something about the way they've been chosen and positioned that just knocks me out. And the way that they get sung. I mean, uh, you know, the other the other thing that they've done to kind of get the thing away from being anything to do with Dylan's life or Dylan's legend is that most of the big singing in the show comes from the female characters. And we have a swathe of amazing female singers. You know, when you hear Christina O'Neill sing True Love Tends to Forget, it sends a shiver up me every night. You know, it's incredible. Well, thanks very much for talking to us. We could probably talk about Bob all day, but we haven't got... We could, we time. could. And some <laughs> people would think we're a tragic old men, but, you know, we, we know different. <laughs> we're looking forward to seeing it, and th- thanks for joining me, Terry. And Good on you. It's a great pleasure. If you're travelling to the North Country Fair Where the winds blow heavy on the borderline Remember me to one who lives there She once was a true love of mine If you go where the snowflakes storm And the rivers freeze and the summer Please see that she's wearing a coat so warm To keep her from the 
a-wondering if she remembers me at all Many times I've often prayed In the darkness of my night In the brightness of my day So if you're traveling to the north country there Where the winds blow heavy on the borderline Remember me to one who lives there She once was a true love of mine